We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Podcasts are presented to you by Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. This week 16, make sure you're heading over to Yahoo again if you are playing paid-for-play fantasy sports because they've got their $1 million baller tournament back and they also ran back the guaranteed overlay. Last week was $250,000. They're doing it again. That's over a half million dollars that they are adding to the prize pool over the last two weeks. If you don't know what overlay means, what they're doing is $750,000 in entries is the max they can take and they're going to be paying out $1 million. The best value in DFS is happening right now at Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Check them out, rotogrinders.com slash Yahoo. Use that promo code GRINDERS30 for a $30 matching deposit bonus on that first deposit. Make sure you're playing over there this week 16. It's Yahoo Daily Fantasy Sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the DFS OGs podcast right here on Rotogrinders.com. I am your host, Chris Beermaker, Stan Prince, joined as always by my fellow OGs here talking everything week 16. Boys, we're running out of time here to play some full weeks of DFS, but let me bring in the boys, Ken Chopper Notorious. Guys, how we doing? Chop, we'll get started with you. Doing doing well. Let me some looking at my calendar here. I'm, I'm guessing this is our the the next time we do a show is going to be it's already going to be christmas i mean this is this is crazy our last show before christmas this is amazing man it's just flying by so yeah i'm doing pretty good and anxious to get this uh these last two weeks under our belt absolutely happy holidays everybody out there yeah like you said next week we'll be right in the right in the wheelhouse of christmas and that that day of nba man that, that's gonna be fun but we're here to talk football Noto, how we doing brother yeah, dare I say I had a profitable week 15. Nice. Uh, and we usually record this on Tuesdays, so hopefully the families don't mind that we uh, record for two hours on Christmas. Yeah, they won't mind. Kids, <laughs> kids can wait, you know, we're going to open presents until we're done recording the OGs. You've got to have some priorities here. But we are back, as always, to talk about everything week 16. Going to switch it up a little bit here this week. We're going to cover the two Saturday games. We have an $800,000 tournament over on DraftKings covering those two games. No Thursday night. We're done with Thursday for the season. And then we'll give you analysis on the first six games on the main slate. And in part two, we will cover the remaining eight games. So we'll divide things up evenly here. Chop, how was your week 15 before we get into things here in week 16? How'd it go? 
Well, thanks to the Yahoo overlay, I actually made yes, some money sir. this week. <laughs> that's, that's about <laughs> it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it pulled it pulled me out. I was, yeah, it was a. Uh, it made up for the DraftKings and FanDuel small losses, but you know, it's all good. I mean, I know I know Notorious had a good week, and I know why he had a good week, and it's probably the same reason I had a like a very average week is because of these freaking 60% guys who go off, man, the Joe Mixons of the, and the Dalvin Cooks. But when that happens, I'm, I'm probably in a little bit of trouble. But, you know, it's all good. We'll, we'll get through it. Yeah, that chalk hits. And then if you're a contrarian player, that's not what you want to see. So, you know, those guys definitely were big. Speaking of Yahoo, our friends are running it back. Another million-dollar tournament, another guaranteed overlay in this one. So 100000 a first, $10 buy-in, $20 buy-in, 10 max entry on that million-dollar tournament. So let's make sure we get over there and support them. And if you play a little NBA, they're doing the same with NBA. So make sure you get over and check out Yahoo. We'll reference some of their pricing here throughout the show. All right, guys, let's get started with this Saturday slate. We got one good game. We got one not-so-good game. So we'll knock out the not-so-good here. We got Washington traveling to Tennessee chop. Derrick Henry, let, let's start there because it's a guy that I just, you know, I'm not believing it. I saw a 99-yard run. I'm still not going to play him. I didn't play him again last week, and that hurt. Is he just a must-play at this point at home against Washington? Oh, man. This is one of those things where this guy could very well jump up and bite us this week, you know, <laughs> just based on the history he's had. But, I mean, yeah, it's a two-game slate. It's going to be tough to get away from him. Uh, on this two-game slate, so uh, he's borderline. But then again, last week against Washington, I thought Fournette was a must-play, and that didn't quite work out like that. So uh, I don't know, man. You could do whatever. I mean, I'm sure you could. With Melvin, we'll get into the next game. Melvin Gordon should be back. So there's going to be other running backs on the slate you could play if you really wanted to break away from him. But at this point, I got to think the way Washington should be collapsing on defense and Tennessee starting to feed him a little bit more. With only two games, if this was a full slate, maybe I could fade him, but with only two games on the board, yeah, he's borderline must play here. And uh, for Tennessee, he might be the only one. I mean, nothing else on their offense really looks very appealing right now. So he's there, and he's the guy uh, I'd load up on. I mean, 33 carries last week. I mean, Deion Lewis is basically relegated to a handful of carries, handful of targets, but is intriguing at 4,600 here. Now, the problem, Derek, is – Big, big favorites, but a very small total in this game. So I think everybody will be looking at Baltimore and the Chargers. But are there any plays that you can dig out of this one outside of Derrick Henry? Who else is sticking out here, Titans and Redskins? Yeah, I was going to say Deion Lewis is the ultimate leverage play here, but I don't think I can do it. I mean, we saw Derrick Henry play 70% of the snaps last week. That was kind of my concern after his big game against the Jaguars is that uh, Deion Lewis still out-snapped him in that game. But this is the time of year when Henry seems to turn it on. Uh, had those big games last year towards the end of the year, including that playoff game. So, uh, yeah, I'm on board, Henry. I mean, 50 rushes, 408 yards, and six touchdowns in two games. That's pretty incredible. Washington 25th and DVOA against the run. So, yeah, I think it's a spot where you just uh, – you play Henry, you load him up, uh, you maybe take a shot on the Titans' defense as a sort of a correlation play there. And then you build from there. I think I definitely like the other game a little bit more. 
Any interest in the Washington side? Everyone kind of passed on it. Any Josh Johnson, anything there? Are we just fading Washington? <laughs> I mean, so I played Vernon Davis last week in cash, which ended up being a pretty good play. He got three points, which was three more than a lot of the other tight ends last week. Uh, but he ended up, uh, you know, running a lot of routes. We saw, I can't remember the guy, that Sprinkle. Some Sprinkle guy ended up sprinkle catching the touchdown. Yeah. So, I don't know. If Jordan reads out, I'll probably go back to Vernon Davis. Uh, but that's that's about it for me. Chop, anything to add on this game before we move on? Mm, no. If this were if this was, a, you know, on the regular slate, I would have no interest in any of these Redskins. You may have to force in a Vernon Davis or Jordan Reed or you may have to force them in because it's only two games. But, man, no, nah, they just don't interest me. Let's pour one out for the tight end position. While we're here, I mean, it was a disaster. If you had Ebron, if you had Gronk, it, it was almost whoever you had. Even this Ferkser character that a lot of people were talking about in Tennessee, big old fat bagel. So tight end, it's kind of been the story of the season. So I don't, I don't mind the Vernon Davis call. Let's get to some better football here, Derek. Let's go to Baltimore and the Chargers. The nightcap for us on Saturday night should be an amazing game. Total, you know, it's it's not one of those huge totals. You know, two pretty good defenses here. How do we attack this one? Because this is the one everyone's going to be playing. Maybe get some days to differentiate from everybody else in the field. What are you looking at here? Yeah, we've seen a limited ceiling from Lamar Jackson, but he offers a really high floor, which is something that we should covet in a two-game slate like this one, especially given the lack of quarterback options. Rivers uh, has the toughest matchup of the four, and then we don't really want to target the two quarterbacks in the other game. So, I do think Lamar Jackson is going to be popular, and he's kind of uh, matchup proof or game flow proof, if you will. Uh, if they're playing from ahead, he's obviously going to get a lot of rushing attempts. If they're playing from behind, maybe he will air it out a little bit more. So he's going to be my favorite quarterback in this slate. As far as his pass catchers, just not really sure who I want to trust here. So if you're playing Lamar, probably just play him by himself. And then the running backs, we saw Gus Edwards have that big fourth quarter, but uh, Kenneth Dixon actually outsnapped him. So if I'm taking a chance between one of those two, I'll give the edge to Dixon, especially since he's $600 cheaper. And then for the Chargers, it sounds like Gordon's going to play. It sounds like if uh, last week's was a playoff game that he would have suited up. So kind of expecting him to play, but uh, we could still see a big role from Eckler. So kind of a situation that I want to avoid, which is another reason why we like Henry so much in this uh, small two-game slate. Do you think you can uh, go back to Keenan Allen if he's healthy? Um, and if he's not, then you load up on the two Williams brothers. Yeah, here's the thing with this slate is, is there's not a lot of expensive players. So people will save money at a lot of different spots and, and naturally have money left over for Gordon and or Keenan Allen. So how, how do we handle that? Is there a way to leverage that? Because every, everyone's going to have them because the money's available. Where do you come out on these two guys? Yeah, I'm not uh... – this is a re really similar to a showdown slate where, you know, money doesn't matter. In fact, leaving as much on the table as you can without really doing a ton of damage to your team is, is actually going to be better for tournaments. So, uh, you know, I'm looking at it like I don't really – in a vacuum, I, I don't think Keenan Allen has any, any better of a chance to succeed this week than Corey Davis does or, or somebody like that, you know. Maybe I could find some other guys too. So – I don't have to spend up on Keenan. I can go somewhere else and try to be a little bit different. But, yeah, this is an ugly, ugly two-gamer right here. So, I would say uh, I don't need to spend up because I'm looking at the Chargers where you want to spend up, and I don't necessarily like them at all. In fact, I like Baltimore players a little bit better in this game. So, uh, I'll have the Lamar Jackson. I'll have uh, 
Hey, man, I'll take a shot on – I'll take a shot on – since it's a two-gamer, we can take a chance on John Brown or somebody like – or even Willie Sneed's drawing targets. Like I said, I can leave a couple grand on the table. This is not – these are two games, man. I may I may have faded both of these games 100% outside of Derrick Henry if, if it wasn't just a two-game slate and that's all we had to choose. This was on the main slate. I may fade both these games. So they're not appealing, but just strategically, I can't pinpoint anybody that looks good to play in this game. So I'll just go with the strategy aspect, which is let's leave money on the table. Let's take, you know, let's take different guys. Let's, you know, if we don't feel great about Keenan Allen and Melvin Gordon, let's stay away from like, like Derek said, I have no problems with Kenneth, Kenneth Dixon in this thing, or even try Deion Lewis on the others. Just be a little bit different. Like last week on that two gamer, you know, if you would have just been a tad bit different, you know, you could have, you could have won all the money because a lot of it is pretty self-explanatory. So should be a little bit different. Let's play Corey Davis instead of Keenan Allen, and maybe that's the difference maker. Yeah, even among the Williamses. You know, Mike Williams coming off that big game will, will be a popular target, and Tyrell Williams had 12 targets in that game. So it's not like he didn't do anything. He just didn't score three touchdowns. So, you know, I like that pivot right there, and a lot of people are going to go back to Mike Williams. So an interesting slate. I'm with you guys. Not, not too much to get excited about here. I'll throw a few entries in that Ravens-Chargers game. It'll be fun to watch as a football fan, a lot on the line there. But DFS, I wouldn't go crazy with this tournament. Now, let's move on to the main slate. And again, we got big tournaments everywhere. Obviously, the Millionaire Maker on DraftKings, the Million Dollar on Yahoo with some overlay. So let's get started. First game here, guys. Giants and Indy. And two teams coming off of totally different games last week. I mean, Indy pitches a shutout at home chop against your surging Cowboys. So I don't know what happened there, but Indy obviously playing well. The Giants, on the other hand, not so much. Did not look good in that game against Tennessee. So what do we do here? Because we have a, a Marlon Mack, huge game. I think people are going to look at him. We have Saquon Barkley coming off a dud. What do we do with this game, Chop, Giants and Colts? This is a good game. I like this game for DFS purposes. Uh, I'll start off with the Giants. I guess we don't know about Odell just yet. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they shut him down or if he shuts himself down, really. I think he's uh, he's contemplating shutting himself down here. So kind of like a, a college football player coming out for the draft. Why play in the bowl game when, it, when it's meaningless and you're about to get paid? I think that's where Odell's at. So we'll see how that plays out. If, if, he, uh, if he sits, I'll go to Sterling Shepard. I think that's more of a way you can beat Indianapolis' secondary is the shorter passes anyway, so that's more of Sterling's thing. They they really limit those big plays, so Odell wouldn't have been high on my radar anyway. But Saquon, man, I'm I'm really anxious to play Barkley on the you know inside the dome on the turf. I just think a little that little extra gear he's going to have on this surface is going to be really good for him. So I like Saquon in this game quite a bit to bounce back from that dud last week. And uh, on the flip side. I think you can play all these Colts. I think uh, being at home like this, you know, Hilton's back in play. Ebron's in play. Uh, of course, Marlon Mack. And Andrew Luck is, I think, is an exceptional option this week to get back on track to those three-plus passing touchdowns. I, I've already had some debates on Twitter this morning with um, Davis Maddock about some of these running backs and then and then these dogging Andrew Luck and all this other stuff. Listen, Andrew Luck's been exceptional this year, man, considering that He's just come off an arm surgery that probably would have ended a lot of guys' career. And he's, he's really, really good. So I could definitely see Andrew Luck being one of the top scorers at the end of this week. 
Yeah, and we, and we get to the point in the season now you want to be looking at who, who has something to play for, who doesn't. You mentioned it with Beckham. You know, makes sense for them to sit him. Barkley, while we're here, 7900 That price came down $1,500. So I'm with you. I like Barkley a lot here. But the Colts, right now, on the outside looking in, sitting at the seventh seed in the AFC with, with Baltimore ahead of them. So, you know, the two games back of Houston, they need to win probably both of these games. So I really like going back to the Colts as well here. Luck, Hilton, and Ebron, even after that dud. Noto, where are you going here? Barkley, obviously got to be a guy you're looking at, but Colts, are you as excited about them as Chop and I seem to be? Yeah, definitely an interesting game to target. I think it'll be lower owned just because of the fact that uh, they shut out Dallas in the same stadium last week. Hopefully that'll keep ownership down uh, for the Giants, but love Saquon Barkley at the discount. Uh, it was a case of the drops for the Giants last week. Saquon and Shepard caught six of 19 targets, uh, and then Ebron dropped a touchdown for the Colts. I mean, it was just uh, a uh, frustrating week for sure. But, yeah, I like Barkley to bounce back, especially on this fast track. And then depending on what Odell does, I don't mind going back to Shepard at 4,800. For number one right receiver in a game where they're going to be trailing, certainly don't mind that. And it's the usual suspects for the Colts, uh, like Hilton indoors. I like Ebron to bounce back a little bit. And then Marlon Mack, he's played 80, or he's had 82% of the running back carries over the last two weeks. He's received every carry inside the 10-yard line during that stretch. Uh, I believe he's had five of them. And he's been a touchdown machine in a game where they're, you know, big favorites at home against the Giants who have given up the third most uh, fantasy points to running backs. I think he's a really strong play at 5,500. Yeah, I like him a lot. And he's just getting so much work here. We love home favorites here. And pricing-wise on Barkley, you know, Yahoo, his price went up. So I, you may get lower ownership there. I think the DraftKings price will stand out to people. and He'll be popular over there. But maybe not so much on Yahoo. Elliot cheaper, Nick Chubb, Kamara, Mixon, some guys that are cheaper than Barkley. So maybe you get an edge over there playing him while other people won't. They might think he's too expensive. All right, next game, guys. Houston and Philly, old Nick Foles back in our life here, Derek. So 4,600 on DraftKings this week. Interest level on Nick Foles. Uh, just going to depend on what value opens up at the other positions. I don't think he's a bad play at the price point by any means, especially since his game's in Philly. And, you know, he's shown he's had some big games uh, over the last two seasons with the Eagles, obviously led him to the Super Bowl. And if you want to play Nick Foles, you can pair him up with Alshon. Uh, over the last two seasons, he has a 75% completion rate when throwing to Alshon, averaging 11 yards per target, 8% touchdown rate. So uh, those two are definitely an interesting stack here. Uh, don't mind going to Ertz, uh, 5,900. That's the cheapest we've seen him in quite some time. We've been targeting tight ends against Houston pretty much all season. So uh, maybe do a little double stack there with uh, Foles, Ertz, and Alshon. And then for Houston – Pretty much the same uh, characters as always. We like DeAndre Hopkins quite a bit. He is expensive. Uh, I am going to probably prioritize getting those expensive running backs into my lineups uh, this week, as I pretty much do every week. But I do think Hopkins is viable in tournaments. And, yeah, not really sure I want to target the running backs unless Miller ends up being out. Then Alfred Blue could become a pretty intriguing spot at uh, 4,500. Yeah, I really like this game, too. I mean, it's a close spread, sitting at about two. Nice nice total at 45 here, Chop. Where are you coming out on this one? Both teams, you know, Philadelphia still very much alive for the division title here, and they're another team sitting outside looking in right now. Houston can kind of put this baby to bed with a win. So uh, this has got to be a game that we're excited about. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. 
Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Yeah, it means a lot for both teams, so it's it's super interesting there. And from a, but I just don't know what to make of Philadelphia or Houston for that matter. As far as uh, either one, I mean, man, Philadelphia, whew, are they are they really going to rebound now and and come back and make a run at the playoffs? I guess this game will tell us a lot of what we need to know. But I'd, Zach Ertz would be my number one priority in this game, and one of I mean, it'd be hard for me not to, you know, load up on Ertz as my number one tight end this week. This is a, I've been targeting Houston with tight ends for a while now. Some of, sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't, but now we get to get an actual number one guy in there we can play. So I really like Ertz a lot. Uh, what was it? Uh, who was it? Corey Clements out now. Smallwood, I don't expect to have a huge role. So I think Josh Adams, if we can get out a lead here for Philadelphia, Josh Adams can have a big game here. Uh, so he's on my radar. And on the flip side, you know, we, we want to target this Eagles secondary because it it's been so bad. But, man, they really, they really took it to the Rams the other night on Sunday Night Football. So my thought would be, you know, can they pressure Deshaun Watson the same way they, they did Goff and create that kind of havoc for him? I think the big difference here is that Deshaun Watson is actually good. And Jared Goff is actually overrated. So I think Watson can handle the pressure. You're going to make some people mad here, Chop. I love it. I'm about to, I, the show is just starting. I'm about to get on all of them. I'm going to get on Warren Sharp and Davis Matt. All of them are going down here. But, I mean, you know, he, if he could stand in there by a little time and get the ball. It, like Dak Prescott showed that two weeks ago, just by a little bit of time to get your receiver out there against that secondary – and you can and you can burn them. So I think he can buy a little bit of time, and we can get Hopkins on, you know, on in a big game here. We'll see if QT plays or or if Lamar Miller plays, but I'm probably not too interested in Alfred Blue or Foreman or Demarius Thomas anyway. So uh, it's Deshaun and Hopkins on one side, on the other side, Foles, Adams, Ertz, and I'll sprinkle in a little Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah, I like the Adams call. I mean, found the end zone last game, 44 in DraftKings fair, but the price really stands out on Yahoo. It's 13 bucks. So, you know, a, a home favorite here, uh, a team that you can definitely uh, play the running back against Houston. They've been decent against the run, but, you know, I like the spot uh, for Adams as well. All right, moving on to our next game here, Jacksonville and Miami. Boy, oh, boy. This is – I mean, I don't know what else we can say about the Jags. Derek, we'll save you for last year. You want to talk about your team. Miami, chop. I guess they put up a fight in Minnesota for for a minute. You know, it looked like they were going to fight their way back into the game, and then no. So the the problem here is we want to attack Miami with running backs, but Jacksonville doesn't really want to seem to play Leonard Fournette a, a full complement of snaps. So is this just a fade? What what are we doing with this game, chop? I'm really I'm really disappointed that. We have a Jacksonville homer in our midst, and he didn't he didn't get us the news oh, that Leonard Fournette was not going to play in the second half. I blame Dan. Dan. <laughs> this is just that's just very disappointing. Yeah, he was my he was my Achilles heel this week I, on Yahoo. I did nine of my nine of my ten teams had Fournette. I just loved him. I uh, played him all on on both the other sites also quite a bit. Way too heavy. I had no idea that their game plan was actually to rest or to get the 
David Williams or whoever that was looks in the second half. But I had no idea that was coming. So, oh, man, that was brutal. But you got to bounce back. And with that being said, I'm, I'm out. I'm out on them. There's no way I could go back to Fournette or any of these guys after that debacle. So uh, I don't want any piece of Jacksonville in this game. On the flip side, I think the guy I'm looking at most is Kalen Balage. If you can break a 75-yarder on Minnesota, you can probably put up a big play on Jacksonville's defense, which is absolutely shutting it down right now and has no desire to play. That was evident by what Derrick Henry did to him. Kalen Balage is actually pretty talented. He's certainly more talented than Frank Gore at this point in his career. And they look like they're willing to give him carries over Kenyon Drake. I think Drake remains in the same role, and Balage gets a big workload. So I'm about the Kalen Balage here. I don't know if I could uh, trust Kenny Stills or Parker or Amendola. The passing game is not very interesting. I think Balage is the place I'm going here. Yeah, he's intriguing. It's still a little nerve-wracking clicking that button. I mean, but he's cheap enough. 37 on DraftKings, just $13 on Yahoo. So, Derek, thoughts on Balage, And then what the hell is going on with your Jaguars? <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, it's bad. Apologies to anybody that read the expert survey. My favorite correlation play was Fournette to the Jags D. Um, yeah, that was a that was a bad decision on my part. But uh, I don't want to trust anyone from the Jaguars this week or any other week moving forward. And it's just a good reminder that we probably shouldn't uh, be playing too many guys from teams with nothing to play for. As for Miami, yeah, I think Bellage is viable. Drake only had one carry uh, last week, even with Frank Gore uh, missing most of that game. So. Collage is definitely the guy you want to look at here. Only 3,700. I think you can play him in all formats. It just depends on what roster construction you want to go with. But I think he's uh, one of the better values of running back this week. All right, moving on. Next game, Green Bay and the Jets. So the big story here is Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to go or not? You know, there's, there's word out he may not play. He's trying to play. Joe Philbin says football players should play football games. But the line is kind of adjusting where – you know, I don't think Vegas is expecting him to play. So, obviously, that's the big domino here in this game, Derek. But tough to get excited about my team either. I mean, they, they just look awful. You know, Aaron Jones now hurt. So, interest level, you know, without Rodgers has got to be no. Let's say he's in there. Do we just go back to Devontae Adams and call it quits? And then on the Jets side, I think Elijah McGuire is intriguing here. Robbie Anderson. I think there's some pieces here with the Jets I'm going to have some interest in against this Green Bay defense. Yeah, for Green Bay, pretty simple. If Rodgers is active, then I will be playing Devontae Adams quite a bit. Jets have been burned by number one receivers all year, including DeAndre Hopkins last week. And then uh, even though Jamal Williams will probably get the start for Aaron Jones if he ends up uh, being out, I don't really want to you know chase those points. 5,400 is kind of expensive. And then for the Jets, Eli McGuire, I think he's interesting. Saw most of the snaps last week with uh, Crowell out. Ended up uh, with 71 yards and a touchdown. This is a much better matchup at home against a beatable Green Bay defense, and, yeah, he's still pretty cheap. Uh, he's only 4,700, so don't mind taking a shot on him. And then Robbie Anderson starting to come alive, 76 yards and a touchdown against the Bills and Tredavious White, and then he had 96 and a touchdown against Houston. Uh, best matchup of the three against Green Bay, so I think you can certainly go right back to the well with Robbie Anderson. 4,500, I'm not sure why his price didn't come up, so I think he'll probably be one of the more popular uh, receivers targets this week. Yeah, I'm on board both those guys. McGuire, 16 on Yahoo, and Robbie Anderson, just 15. Uh, we'll see what happens with Anunua. He's minimum priced. Uh, so a lot of intriguing options here. Chop, thoughts here, Packers and Jets. Yeah, similar similar stuff. If Rodgers is active, I can go to Adams. If he's not, then I have a hard time trusting anybody in this offense right now. 
uh, ah, man, I really – okay, I have a, a question for the running backs don't matter crowd. I know you guys aren't in that crowd, but if they're listening, and I know they are, how, how come we say free Aaron Jones? Free Aaron Jones. If, if, you know, that must mean you think Aaron Jones is that much better than Jamal Williams. But if running backs don't matter and the stats point towards Pittsburgh being, you know, this wasteland of running backs to where anybody can step in and play, then why would there be a need to free Aaron Jones? There's no need. You don't need to order the code red if you already told you guys to protect, you know, the guy that's, you know, from uh, the freaking movie with Jack Nicholson. Like, there's no, there's no need to free Aaron Jones if all running backs are equal anyway. So... Jamal Williams is obviously the inferior running back. I don't want any part of that backfield. I don't want any part of this team without Aaron Rodgers. In fact, I'm looking – I'm on the look here. I'm on the lookout for Green Bay being one of the teams that absolutely hits the tank this week, and that means that the Jets may actually just put up big points on that defense. If that defense quits like Jacksonville looks like they've quit, I'm all over the Jets here, and I'm on none of the Packers. The Jets being, like you said, Robbie Anderson, Elijah McGuire look extra, extra special with those salaries. You could even play Sam Darnold this week, and I'm not even a Sam Darnold fan. Uh, Chris Herndon was your number one tight end last week on that little two-game slate, so why not? We go back to that one too, so I'm all over. I'm all over the Jets here because I think Green Bay is in serious shutdown mode. Yeah, agreed. If it's Kaiser, don't get cute with that. I mean, Darnold's a hundred dollars more. Nick Foles is che- is cheaper. Don't don't do not play Deshaun Kaiser. Let me just put that out there. All right, let's move on, guys. Cincinnati and Cleveland. I'm not going to make a Chubb joke here, but uh, I'm getting yes. a little bit of a Chubb here, Chop, <laughs> wanting to play some Nick Chubb against the Bengals. Oh man, I tell you what, I don't. It's well, we, I got to bust out my season-long update already because Nick Chubb's on that team. Oh, I don't know how I've done it, but I, I've somehow rallied to win three straight, and I'm in. And I'm in the championship game of the toilet bowl, which means, you know, the losers bracket. I get a little bit extra cash at the end if I pull a win. I don't know how I did it, but I'm in the championship. So I got something going for me here, and it's a lot of it's due to Nick Chubb here, who I picked up on the waivers. Well, you're messing up season. your draft pick. Oh, that's already solidified. I think the regular season standings were the ones that did that. So oh, okay. that's gotcha. a done deal. That's a done. And I didn't even try to do it. You know, I was I was intentionally not trying to. So here's a little. I'll get into this. This is good. We got time. I've been telling these guys for years. Forget this stupid toilet bowl thing. Why are we giving extra money to a loser? Let's give that money to the winner. <laughs> of this, like all this, you know. That's what I. That's what I've been telling them for years. But. Obviously, there's a couple of hardheads in there. No, it's good. It's good. Keeps everybody active. It's garbage, right? I don't even like it. But I'm in it this week. So what I'm going to do and what I've resisted doing the last few weeks is I'm going to go hit the waiver wires this week because I'm in the toilet bowl and I got a chance to make a little money. So I'm going to cock block all these guys, (laughs) take all the good players, and I'm going to make them think about this stupid rule of the toilet bowl because otherwise I wouldn't even be worried about waiver wires right now. But I'm going to take all these good players, especially with all these injuries this week, and I'm going to make them really do a double take on this stupid toilet bowl rule. But I'm in the championship of the toilet bowl. So Very I'm nice. Very nice. And, but and I mean, it's a good topic because I see people out there, don't be picking up players off the waiver wire if you're not in it. But yet all these leagues have these consolation yeah. brackets. What, what are you just supposed to sit back and play the guys that, that you're stuck with? Like, hell no, I'm with you. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to hit that waiver wire. So – I agree. We have a league where they want to spread the money out pretty much to everybody. Like, 
let's give ninth place uh, half of his money back and seventh can win. Like, no, let's pay money to like first, second, maybe third, and then call it quits. We don't need to be paying out everybody in the damn league. So, yeah, chop. You go hit that waiver wire with, with pride, man. Love, I got up. him. I got him queued up, baby. I'm ready go, for him. I love. Yeah, I like Nick Chubb. I mean, obviously, uh, this is a great spot for him for Mayfield. Whew, in Joku, although I don't know if I could trust that guy anymore. He's really he really puts up some duds, man. And uh, these guys are all in play for Cleveland. They're at home, Cincinnati. Not a good defense at all. We all know that. So the interesting part is on the flip side there for Cincinnati. Mixon is obviously a good play, but. With now Tyler Boyd being out and probably shut down for the year, no A.J. Green, it's going to leave a lot on the plate for somebody. I've never been a John Ross fan, but my gosh, he has nobody to compete with him for the lion's share of these yards here, which Cody Core, Alex Erickson, Auden Tate, I don't even know who these guys are. I'm a college guy, and I can I think Alex Erickson was a Wisconsin guy. Oh, yeah, that one I know because that's yeah. my team. But, yeah, outside of that, I'm and Outside of that, these other guys are – I mean, oof. so, I mean, I think John Ross, man, if he was ever worth a first round pick that they spent on him, you have no competition. Now, this is your week to step these la the last two weeks, but especially this week with a pretty weak team going against you. This is his time to step up. So maybe John Ross is a good salary saver this week, but I definitely like that Cleveland side. Yeah, I'm with you. You, you can play almost all the Cleveland Browns. In Nick Chubb's spot, Derek, it kind of feels like the same spot that Joe Mixon was in last week you know nice home favorite ideal matchup nice mid-range price where he's not priced with the studs but he has the workload and the upside to get you there so he's my favorite running back on the week where do you come out of nick chubb and the rest of cleveland and cincinnati oh yeah all in on chubb this week uh, all in on all the chubb jokes as well we should get hashtag chubb for chubb uh trending on twitter Damn. and uh just get it going i mean 7300 for a guy that could see 25 plus touches against the Bengals. yeah sign me up he had 28 carries and 28 fantasy points in the same matchup in cincinnati a few weeks back so he is going to be one of my top running backs as well Mixon. I mean, I like him. He's had 53 carries, 10 targets over the last two weeks. They're just feeding him the ball. But I worry that, you know, with nothing to play for, you know, why kind of push him? Kind of the same thing with Leonard Fournette last week. I'm not saying that he's going to come out and get 10 touches or anything. But it does worry me a little bit, especially if Boyd's not going to play. The, you know, Browns could, uh, you know, sell out to stop Mixon a little bit. Depending on if uh, Denzel Ward plays, then I'll probably go – maybe Erickson over John Ross just because he's a little cheaper and, you know, Ross might draw that uh, shadow coverage a little bit, but just going to wait and see on that. Ward's missed the last couple games. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's just uh, Brown's defense with Chubb, and that's about it. Maybe a flyer or two on Njoku because Cincinnati does struggle against the tight end quite a bit. Eventually a tight end has to do something. If it wasn't last <laughs> week, maybe we can get one this week. All right, let's wrap up part one here. Again, we're going to cut it at this game. We'll come back. We'll finish the rest of the games in part two, which you can find tomorrow on rotogrinders.com. But let's go to Tampa Bay and Dallas. And Derek, chop one to bust your balls about uh, being a Jacksonville homer and, and getting some info. But we have a Dallas insider, and he is sure as hell didn't tell us that team was going to get shut out last <laughs> week because I had a lot of Zeke Elliott chop that didn't work out. So we'll save you for last year to talk about your team. But, Derek, this is an intriguing game. I mean, Dallas – Going back home, I expect them to respond here to put a big number on the board against this Tampa Bay defense. The question is the Bucs. What do we do with them coming off a tough game in Baltimore? Is that an offense you have faith in here against Dallas? 
Uh, I don't know about the Bucks. Don't really want to trust them. I know, uh, you know, it's indoors, pretty good uh, stadium. But Dallas' defense has been tough. I know, I know they got shut out last week, but, I mean, their defense was decent on the road, and they've been really good at home. So I don't know if I want to play Winston. Obviously, don't trust either running back uh, there in Tampa. Maybe take a shot on Mike Evans in tournaments. Uh, if Deshaun's out, maybe go back to Chris Godwin as a low-owned play. But for me, Zeke's going to be the guy to own in this game. And the only stat that I really took away from last week is that he scored 18 fantasy points in a game where the Cowboys had zero points. Uh, that's pretty incredible. I think he's going to bounce back in a big way. I think he's worth that 9K price point. And, you know, we've talked about a few of these running backs that are priced up. I really think it's a good week to just fit those studs in at running back and then kind of just look to find some value at receiver, quarterback, whatever it may be, uh, because you're going to need those points. We're getting to the point of the season where the scores are coming down a little bit and you just need those 20-plus points from each of your running back positions. So for me, it's just going to be Zeke. You maybe take a shot on Cooper as a leverage play in tournaments. Uh, he's been solid all year. Just worry about game flow a little bit when it comes to Amari. All right, Chop, as the president of the Running Backs Do Matter fan club, I'm going to put you to the test here. So DraftKings, there's a big discrepancy in pricing on Barkley and Elliott, $1,100 difference. But when we go to our friends at Yahoo, your two running backs here that you like are the same exact price at $36. So you have to pick one. Is it Barkley? Is it Elliott? Uh, well, I'm going to, I'm not going to take the easy way out and not give you an answer, but I will say this, it's an easy decision if we get to Sunday morning and we find out that, uh, Zach Martin is out again for the Cowboys. It's a huge, it's a huge blow. And we, and we probably should have foreseen the Cowboys having some issues missing two fifths of their, and probably the two best starters they have on the offensive line. And then the third, a third, the third best is a guy who's taking painkillers every, and he's wearing a knee brace on his elbow every every game now. So they're really beat up. So if Zach Martin is out, it's easily Barkley. If Zach Martin seems to be healthy, then uh, I think I could lean Elliott there, and I think I could lean with Elliott there. So uh, that's kind of the way I see. But as far as getting shut out, I I, I think we kind of downplayed missing linemen like that, and how and how big they can be. So. We'll have to see how healthy this offensive line is. It all it all revolves around that offensive line. So uh, that's where I stand on that. Elliott's a fine play. Cooper probably gets loose against this secondary. That's a good one. Everybody's – I don't know if everybody, but Gallup seems to be a very popular topic these days because of the uh, market share of air yards, which he never catches. <laughs> but it, it's there. It's high up there. You know, he's, he's on the buy low model all the time. He's always going to be a buy low because he just never, never steps up and does anything. But he's there. Prescott on the flip side, Tampa Bay. I expect Tampa Bay to actually be able to score some points in this game on Dallas. So I think we could look at Mike Evans or even Chris Godwin. We can go back to Chris Godwin now. I assume Deshaun Jackson is going to be out for the year. So I'm not chasing the Peyton Barber points. I have no interest in that. But I do have a quick question for you guys. It could be a yes or no answer. Okay. Fire away. One, one yeah. guy's a Jacksonville fan. One guy's a Green Bay fan. Doesn't look like your teams are going to make the playoffs this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a hell of an observation, job. Well done. Okay, but my question would be, right now, right now, could I, could I tempt you with giving away a mid to late first round pick right now for you to reverse your records and be in the playoffs? Um... I'm going to say no, just because I don't think my team's very good. 
So yeah, I'm going to give up a first round pick and then we're going to get throttled by New Orleans. Well, so. let's, let's assume that your team is actually halfway decent and showing signs of life. And that's, and that's the reason why they're going to make the playoffs. Then yes, I, I'm a play for now kind of guy. Okay. Worry about the future. So yes, I, I, I put me in the playoffs. Derek. Yeah, as a Jaguars fan, I can't assume that my team's halfway decent. That's just not, <laughs> it doesn't process in my mind. So uh, I'll say no just because, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it Let's would be pretend good. you were last year's Jaguars. Now answer the question. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I guess so. Okay. You never know what's going to happen in the future. So might as okay. well. Okay, there you go. I appreciate that honest feedback, guys. It just, you now know. Let's I, ask you, does, does Dallas win the <laughs> NFC East here? Yeah, I think they do. It's just, I mean, they didn't look good last week, but they're so – they're in such an advantageous position to win that that uh, division that I think eventually they nail it down. So I think they win it. And, uh, you know, as a guy who's always kind of like not been a super big fan of tanking and putting your fan base through that for six or seven years, you know, to give up a first-round pick and that be pretty much the defining reason why this team is probably going to make the playoffs feels pretty good, man. So – I'm pretty happy with the result of uh, the Amari Cooper trade. That's kind of where I was going with that. So that's good stuff, man. I, that, that's a perfect segue into, into part two. Yep. And just looking ahead, Dallas is at New York next week to play the Giants and Philadelphia. Where are they on my schedule? They are at Washington. So pretty sure your Cowboys hold the tiebreaker. So they went out at home against Tampa at the Giants, two winnable games. Uh, they should be taking that division. So sitting pretty controlling their own destiny and that will wrap us up here for part one guys we appreciate you tuning in as always we'll be back again tomorrow with part two with the rest of the one o'clock games four o'clock games sunday night monday night football and we'll answer some user questions guys anything you want to get off your chest any final thoughts here before we transition over to part two chop uh no but i'll just say that uh when you come back for part two we're going to answer some break down some games answer some questions then i just got a couple of simple questions for you guys i'm going to throw out there this week all right santa chop bring in the heat <laughs> no no what do you got here to wrap us up just gonna you know re-emphasize to get in down on yahoo i mean it's the best tournament out there in dfs right now 250k guaranteed overlay uh, no reason not to max enter that thing this week Yes, support them. That's more competition in our industry, and competition makes everybody better, makes them step their game up. So glad to see Yahoo throwing some money out there, the best tournament out there. Make sure you're getting in that. For Head Chopper, for Notorious, I am Beer saying salut. Best of luck here in Week 16. But again, we're not done. We're coming right back with Part 2. So come on back, check us out. We're out of here, guys.